You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am thrilled to introduce you to the podfather, Brayden. Uh, you probably heard me mention him multiple times. He is the uh, person who has been editing uh, and, and having to sit through many of these episodes as he has been editing and making sure our shows sound amazing and delicious. Uh, he is the founder of Podfather Creative, a full-service production agency that helps forward-thinking businesses build a following and expand their brand awareness through the medium of podcasting. Braden, thank you for being here. Yeah, my pleasure. Happy to happy to be on this side of the mic for once. That's great. Uh, I'm very thankful. For, so Morgan Brown from Oakland Realty, uh, Vancouver's fastest-growing brokerage, uh, introduced us because you were producing her show at the time. Yeah, yeah. I still I'm working with them. Still, I'm actually that's the one show that I'm actually a kind of like a character on. Like I'm the I play the role of the producer. You know, just like. I guess the Jamie on uh, the Joe Rogan show, right? Like yeah. chime in every now and then and somebody needs something looked up. I'll do it quickly. Yeah. It's good times. Now, do they film or, or record it? Do they do it at your studio or do you do it at their uh, office? Yeah. When I, well, when I first started working with them, I didn't have a studio. I w had just moved into um, my wife and I just like bought our a new house. And so I was working out of this tiny little hole in my studio. So I was carting all my gear to all my clients places. Um, and it was, I mean, you do what you got to do, but it's, it's a lot of gear. Um, but yeah, I ended up building this studio here in Strat in my garage in Strathcona and, um, took me about eight months, but now it's just like, I spend every day in here and it's, it's the best place to spend a day, aside from the fact there's no windows, but that's what you want in a recording studio. So yeah, they come here now and uh, we record, I have, I think, four clients that I record in my studio and, you know, do each of them about once a month. And that's about, you know, about max for my time. But uh, all the rest of my clients, I'm just, uh, they're sending me files and editing, editing the podcasts only. So really, those that are, that are listening, they, you know, they, they wanted to start a podcast, they're thinking about doing a podcast, they've really got three options. You can go to a, a studio that's maybe in their hometown mm -hmm. or nearby, uh, or maybe set up a studio at a conference or event that you, you run and, and, and do it there. You could mm -hmm. um, get the studio to come to you. You could get the person or you, you could hack some stuff together maybe, but maybe or you could get the producer to come to your office or uh, the remote options now with Squadcast and yeah. Riverside. Is that crazy? Is those kind of the, the options or is there one that I'm missing? No, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, I think, I mean, I've been, maybe it's sort of self-serving, but I, just cause I'm, I've run out of time to actually physically record more, you know, I can't take on any more clients for recording, but I've kind of like, because of that self-imposed limitation, I've been, um, I've switched my whole business model to when I get new clients, if they want to start a podcast, instead I'll go through and do a, you know, multiple consultations on the recording setup. You know, what equipment do you have? What equipment do you need? And I've found it to be like very, very useful as long as they're willing to take my advice as far as, you know, treating their room that they are working in. It doesn't take a whole lot, you know, hanging a couple blankets up and whatnot. Um, but yeah. And then getting a, a decent quality, you know, you can get a really nice USB mic for 200 bucks. I mean, my, my favorite one is about 300, but that, that's the one you're using there, the Shure MV7. But like, 
you know, for 200 bucks, you can get a really nice one um, that makes you sound like a pro as long as you're willing to, you know, spend, you know, 20 or 30 bucks and, and an hour treating your room. Right. So that's yeah. what I've been pushing clients towards nowadays. And it's been, we've been getting some really good quality recordings, especially using Riverside, you know, in, instead of using zoom, right. Cause that used to be the go-to, but you get all those weird zoom glitches that eh, aren't like that sort of stuff that happens with zoom. So I generally tell clients to avoid it at all costs. So I was listening to a podcast this morning and, and it was an organization that I love, organization that I support, but I actually found it difficult to listen to the podcast because I could tell the, the recording quality was just not there. And I'm assuming when you record on Zoom, and this is what I found out where they recorded, tell me about what echo cancellation does, which is great for those who want to do a Zoom call, but not great for when recording a podcast. Yeah, it's amazing. It 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 really like when you when you're just doing a meeting or something like that. Let's say you have like a big fan, like an air conditioner going in your room, or you might have, you know, a, uh, I don't know. For me, when I was didn't have the studio, I had sometimes my cat meowing in my face as I'm trying to do a meeting, and I'm kind of like pushing them out of the way. But if you're on Zoom and you've got just automatic echo cancellation, noise suppression happening, which is the default on Zoom, you're not going to hear any of that stuff. And the trade-off to that is that it really degrades your sound quality um, and kind of makes it, you know, it what it does is it cuts off a lot of the high end and a lot of the low end, and it's doing that dynamically. So as sounds are coming in, it's kind of trying to cut out those sounds. But let's say it's a, you know, a big air conditioner that has a bunch of low end noise. A lot of that, those frequencies it's cutting out are actually the same frequencies as your voice. And so it ends up pulling a lot of the kind of the, the meat and bones out of the sound of your voice. And um, there's ways to, if you're using a, a nice mic, you can turn all that stuff off, but you uh, have to know to do that and you have to know how to do it. And I mean, it's it's not the default on Zoom. And then you're also subject in Zoom to uh, the, the internet connection, right? Because it's recording everything that you hear is exactly what it's recording. Whereas when we're doing this on Riverside, and when we record on Riverside, it's recording on each person's computer and it we're just seeing like kind of the Zoom quality version and hearing it. But afterwards, it uploads it all to the server afterwards and you have perfect quality synced up audio files and video files. You can go up to 4K video and it's just perfect quality even if you have a bad internet connection. So it's that's why it's really the way to go. And I find too, when you have to, when you log into Riverside, um, and Squadcast, and, and full disclosure, this this podcast is not sponsored by Riverside or Squadcast or anyone. Um, we're just talking <laughs> about what we like. Um, when you up, when you go there, and, and we always remind our guests, please wear headphones. Please wear headphones. And because tell mm -hmm. me about what the difference is when you log into Riverside with headphones and what happens if you don't log in with headphones. Yeah, if you log in with headphones, then it turns off all that echo cancellation. If you say I'm wearing headphones, it'll turn it all off and you just get what exactly what was recorded. That's what comes through in the recording. Uh, if you say I'm not wearing headphones, then it kind of turns on that Zoom style echo cancellation, noise suppression sort of stuff. Um, and to be honest, as a, as a podcast producer, I mean, sometimes you want a little bit of that, but the problem is that these programs are just putting on kind of a generic, usually overly heavy amount of it. And so as a podcast producer, I can go back afterwards. If somebody has like a little bit of a 
little bit of a fan noise or something, I can easily denoise it, but I can denoise it just enough so that it's it's out of there, but the person's voice still sounds amazing. Whereas they're kind of just like they they go a little bit heavy handed when you get these uh, the programs that do it automatically. So it's better if you can, of course, to just leave it off. But if you're not wearing headphones, then your voice is going to come through or the other person's voice is going to come through your speakers and be picked up by the mic. It's going to be echoey and it's going to really ruin your your train of thought during the conversation. So, you know, worst case scenario, you you do need to use it if you don't have headphones. But if you have headphones, you're going to get a way better quality recording. I was with someone last week, we did a recording. They didn't have headphones for the first bit. And I realized like any kind of bing, bop, boop from his computer because he had other stuff on while we were recording was being picked up. And and it was so yeah. wild. So it's like his his you know now if the person's listening, I, I, thankfully halfway I was like, hey man, could we could you find some headphones? Maybe he went and found his kids' headphones in a room, like these gamer headphones. <laughs> and but again, it's it's such a difference when you've got headphones to to no headphones. Yeah, it's a big difference. I mean, you know, there's little things that you can do to really improve your your podcast quality, you know, just like even having some sort of USB mic, having headphones and then putting a little bit of, you know, treatment up in your room. It just makes such a big difference. It's way better than, you know, it, I used to be a music producer and coming from that world, it's like there's a lot of people that first get into it that say, oh, no, we can just fix it in the mix. But it, it really does turn out better if you can record something, just record it, fix it at the recording level, right? So in your kind of a podfather world ecosystem, we've got the Oquin, which is like, you know, there's a producer, there's two guests, kind of a, a engaging conversation. There's ours, Marketing News mm -hmm. Canada, which is more of an interview style. Maybe give me kind of on the business side, what are some other podcast styles that are out there that people could look at doing for their brand? And maybe what are you hoping maybe some more businesses would do? Well, a lot. So the, I'd say the two most common are there are actually a lot of the the clients that I work with, um, and, and I'm basically strictly a B two B business. I don't really work with um, just you know a hobbyist podcast, or it doesn't make sense for somebody like that to really hire and pay for a producer because there's no ROI. But um, for like the business businesses I work with, the main the main format would be kind of switching back and forth between those uh, the solo episodes where they just have the two hosts talking back and forth and just kind of it's almost like they're they're not interviewing each other, but they have a list of things that they're, it's like providing information, content, a library of content for their listeners to listen to. They'll usually switch back and forth between that style and then the next episode will be the interview style where they're interviewing a guest. Um, and, and that's kind of the most common one that I work with. And then there's also a couple, I do have a couple clients who are, uh, who are doing more like internal podcasts. So more, this is more usually for big, bigger corporations where they, you know, it's more of a company culture thing to kind of boost the morale or kind of keep people informed on the, the programs that they have within their company. Um, and, and so that's the other type of client I would say I'm, I'm starting to see more and more of is these people that just want to bigger companies that want to kind of, yeah, it's a, it's a culture thing. Right. And, and it's, it's an incredible, like I've gotten great feedback from, uh, from a few of these clients about just how, just how many people they have come to them and said, you know, this, you know, this podcast, I love listening to it. I didn't even know these programs existed or like I, you know, for, for the Oakland guys, for example, it, it actually gives, you know, when you have 300 or 500, 
uh, realtors that are all kind of part of the company. Not everybody gets one-on-one FaceTime with the, the CEOs slash founders of the company. And, and, but they, they kind of do get FaceTime every week when they listen to the podcast and they get to like know the personality of the owners of the company. And that kind of exudes that that is the personality of the company. And that actually brings a lot of realtors from other brokerages to their company. Cause they're listening to this being like, Oh wow. Like, you know, my, my managing broker is like this, not to, you know, say anything bad about, about stuffy old 60 year old white men, but like, that's kind of the majority of the managing brokers in the real estate industry. And so when you see like hear a podcast and it's the two, two of the owners of the company and they're like young and hip and we're drinking beers on the podcast and we're like, and they're like joking with each other and they're hilarious. It's kind of like, I could see how that would make a realtor from another country company listen and be like, Oh, that, that sounds like something I want to be a part of. That's awesome. Uh, when yeah. it comes to interviews, um, you used to always have to be okay if I can, you can get to my studio or if I could get to you and maybe set up in your um, place of business or, or one method we used to do, we'd go to conferences where there was a lot of great speakers and we would ask the conference if we could set up in the green room or in a hotel room and kind of do all the recordings there and kind of go back to back to back to back during a conference. Um, but wow. then Riverside came and, and now, you know, I, we, can invite a guest from New York to the UK, to Australia, wherever they are in the world. Um, what's it been like, just kind of the, the transformation of Riverside and these kind of remote uh, recordings for, from your perspective as you've been watching the trend? And are, do you think we'll go back to more in person or do you think Riverside remote uh, recording will be the way to go? I think Riverside and remote recording is kind of the way of the future. I think it was it was heading that way, but it's like a lot of things in the tech industry where uh, the pandemic just kind of uh, sped that process up and it got us there like immediately, you know, like I was, I, I work as an instructor for a, uh, like an audio program in North Vancouver at a school in North Vancouver. And it's kind of the same thing there where we were, you know, like looking at potentially starting to offer some courses online or like, you know, allowing students to do online learning if they're feeling, you know, sick or if they're out of the country or whatever. There's obviously regulations that we'd have to figure out there, but we were looking at that. And then the pandemic happened. It was like, oh, okay, we have a week and a half to figure this out. And we did it. Right. And so that's kind of what's happened in the podcasting industry where, you know, you wouldn't, I know there's definitely clients I have that that would never have even thought about doing remote recordings because it's there's this kind of stigma against not being in the room with somebody because for sure you do get some like I guess you know personal sort of you get this vibe and you get like the flow of conversation some people find it a lot easier to get into that flow if they're in person but um, you know, a lot of those clients have kind of, not all of them, but a lot of them have kind of gotten over that because they've been forced to, they've gone through this period of, you know, however long having to do remote interviews and they've recognized that there's huge benefits to it. And the only, you know, the only caveat is having people in other, you know, making sure your times align properly with, with people in other time zones. But I mean, there's, we have this tool called Google calendar that allows us to perfectly time align no matter what what time zone we're in. So it, it, that's not an issue at all. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's the wave of the future. I think there's always going to be people that want to do those in-person interviews, but it's not always possible. And it really, really does limit your potential 
uh, I guess, guest pool, right? You know, if you can interview somebody in Australia and they don't have to fly to Vancouver, that's awesome, right? You know, it doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost them anything. And it just opens up that guest pool. Oh, that's incredible. Um, for you, uh, just on a, what podcast do you love? What are some that you maybe, I know there's some that maybe you listen to for personal reasons, but maybe even from a vocational reason, what are some shows that you're like, man, they've, they've nailed it. They've got that figured out. Uh, for vocational reasons, I, <laughs> to be honest with you, I do so many, I work on so many podcasts that are like, that are, I guess, more educational and more, um, you know, like I work on a, a brain health podcast called Brain Mastery. I work on, you know, a, like a female empowerment podcast called In the House. And like, I, I work on a lot of, of podcasts in that vein that when I go listen for podcasts myself, I kind of just am listening for entertainment purposes or um, in, I mean, I like to listen to a lot of news podcasts like The Daily and Today Explained. I really like Today Explained. I think that's an awesome show. Um, but I, I'd say my number one for sure is revisionist history with Malcolm Gladwell. Like I, when I hear that a new season is coming out, it's like, oh my God, I can't wait to, well, I'll, I'll binge through it in like, you know, three or four nights, but like it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's just one of the most interesting shows that you can possibly listen to because Malcolm Gladwell is just such a weird, quirky, quirky, interesting guy, but he just finds a way to take two seemingly unrelated things and just mash them together in a coherent podcast, which I think is a really cool idea. That's awesome. And when you, uh, the shows that you produce, are they typically funded? Like, do they have like a sponsor or are they uh, put on by the brand or are they typically saying, you know, let's just do this and, and there's no ads in it. We're gonna make it ad free. Uh, some of them are sponsored. Um, I definitely think that, uh, like I've got a couple, definitely some of the real estate shows that I work on are, are funded by sponsors. Um, let me think about that. Yeah, I would say it's probably like a 25% of them have sponsors and the rest of them are businesses that actually have uh, like marketing budgets. And so that's, I mean, that's kind of my clientele. My target clientele is, is a, a medium size uh, most of them are medium-sized companies that have proper marketing budgets that will see an ROI. So, um, so yeah, I would say about 25% of them have sponsors. There's some of them that have started out with no sponsors and gotten to the point where they have quite a few uh, listeners. They've gotten quite a few listeners and they've been able to present that to p potential sponsors to say, hey, listen, you could be in front of this amount of people every week or every single month. And so this is what we're going to charge for you to be on the podcast. And it might be somebody they do business with. It might be somebody who has heard of the podcast. And as a result, they've gotten more than enough to cover their entire year's worth of, or, you know, their monthly costs by just reaching out to sponsors directly, right? That's a, and that's something that some people might want to know as far as uh, getting sponsors is you can actually get some platforms, hosting platforms like like uh, Red Circle, which, uh, you know, I know we use for uh, for Marketing News Canada. Um, some of them offer automatic kind of sponsorships where you can opt into them and they kind of find your ads and place them in yourself, themselves. But it it doesn't really pay. It's not going to pay you nearly as much as just finding your own sponsors and kind of determining your own amounts that this is worth and kind of negotiating with your own sponsors personally. That's that's definitely the way to do it. That's awesome. So kind of the, you look at the setting up a podcast, it's like the hardware, 
and and then there's mm-hmm. the um, you know it's a record it all. Then there's the uh, the recording tool that you use, whether it's Riverside, um, and then it's the host. And, and I know Brayden, mm-hmm. you were with us when we were originally on Anchor. It's kind of where a lot of people have started. Spotify ended up buying them because they're such a, an easy host to work with. Uh, but we switched over to Red Circle. Maybe kind of explain uh, the rationale you gave us. You convinced us to switch over to Red Circle and why and, and, and the benefits uh, of, you know, whether you have ads or not, the benefits of being on a, a software like uh, Red Circle versus something like uh, Anchor. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I get I have clients that come to me pretty fairly often that are on Anchor, and I always do my best to try and convince them to move away from Anchor. Anchor is great. Um, it, it's it's cheap, it's free. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything to be on Anchor and it has a lot of good features like you can actually record on Anchor. It has like its own kind of editing sort of functionalities and stuff like that. But um, the big problem with Anchor is that being a part of Spotify and such a big company and the liability that's involved in that, they're kind of like YouTube where they actually have AI bots that are trolling all the podcasts and they're trying to find copyrighted material. And with YouTube, YouTube does it the right way. If they find copyrighted material, they'll notify you. And let's say it's a song in a video that you've you've made, you've put out there, you've uploaded. If it's a song within it, they'll just notify you and they'll mute the audio in that. Whereas what Anchor does is they'll actually they'll just completely remove that. They'll either remove that episode of the podcast, just an auto ban on that episode. Or I've heard of instances where they just auto ban the account. And and there's no, there doesn't seem to be any, maybe it's, maybe it's a second or third offense or something like that, but it doesn't seem to be much rhyme or reason behind it. And that's a terrifying thing for a podcaster. If you've built up this audience and you've, you've kind of built up a brand around it. And then all of a sudden it just goes away because Spotify's AI bot says that you're using copyrighted material. And, and I've heard, you know, clients say to me like, oh, but I'm not, I've, I have the rights to use this. Um, but I've actually heard of situations where people have made their own music for their podcast. And then that song gets flagged as copyrighted material, which is so crazy, but it's like, it's, it's a bot that's flagging this stuff. So that's why, I mean, there's tons of different hosting platforms out there. There's Libsyn, there's uh, Blueberry, there's Red Circle, there's Buzzsprout, there's uh, just all sorts of different platforms. There used to only be a couple of them, but now there's so many. But I've found that the only one that's actually fully functional at the free tier level is Red Circle. And uh, it, it's fully functional, including the the ability to use dynamic insertion, which allows you to put ads in uh, into your podcast and you kind of de- define the spots in the podcast. You want to put these ads in. You don't have to edit them into the show and you can re- you can refresh them or, or change them out or delete them at the click of a button instead of having to go in and edit your audio and re-upload it. Uh, and it's just really that's the way to do it if you want to have sponsorships and ads on your podcast. Uh, but the problem is that a lot of the other platforms charge a lot of money for this. Uh, I got I have a, a client who decide they want to start doing advertisements and they were on Libsyn and we priced it out for dynamic insertion. The plan that they would have to move up to would cost them would start costing them 100 US a month. And then you with Libsyn's dynamic insertion, you actually pay per thousand listeners. And with what it would cost, it was it turned out to be about 
$650 US per month that they'd have to be paying as opposed to $0 a month on Libsyn. So like it's it's kind of a no-brainer which what you're going to choose if if you need to do that, right? So um and then if you want to pay a little bit more on Red Circle, you get a more advanced, you get a multi-episode player with a tier up. And then if you want to go to the tier up, you get better analytics and like, you know, you can start getting like, you know, incrementally better things that are more important to a bigger podcast as you grow but even the free plan like the free plan is all i would ever recommend for somebody starting out as a podcaster and it's incredible what's so special about hero bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Yeah, it was wild. Still today, actually, if you go back to our kind of like original shows, like the because Canada Post came alongside, we got to the size and reach that they were like, we, we they became our sponsor. We got our first, you know, yay. You know, they, you look back on Canada Land. I read the story of you know, when they had Fresh Books as their first sponsor, right? And you, you always remember your first sponsor, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we embedded them. We, we edited them into the episodes. So they were for, will forever be on those episodes. But thanks yeah. um, to, to the brilliance of Red Circle, now the cool thing is even if you go to our back catalog, our current advertisers show up there. And and annoyingly so now yeah. they show up there, plus you have to listen to a, a, a baked-in Canada Post <laughs> ad. But um, but now it's so much better both for our, our editor's perspective. You know, you, you don't have to like constantly be changing them all the time because we've got this master control panel. And then when we don't have any, say, mid-roll or end-roll um, – they find ads for us, which is incredible. They have a whole team as well that go out and even find premium ads or mid-roll ads for us that we get uh, paid for to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's a good deal for both the podcaster and for the advertiser to have the dynamic insertion because, I mean, for for the podcaster, obviously, you're able to charge by time period. You're able to say, hey, your month is up. Do you want to renew? And if they don't renew, out goes their ad, right? But for the actual the advertiser themselves, um, you think about the value of being, are you going to be burned into that one episode and then listenership on that episode always drops off after the first week and it keeps going down, right? So you pay to be on that one episode, but your kind of exposure is less and less and less and less each week. Whereas if you you got dynamic insertion, you get put in across the entire catalog and you can pretty much guarantee, like if you're you can guarantee a certain amount of listens every single month. And if you're on like the, with Red Circle, if you're on the highest tier, which is about, I don't know, 35 US a month or something like that, you actually get the 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 listener data like per listen of that ad, which is incredible. And it's incredible to be able to provide your sponsors with that sort of info and say, hey, listen, you 20,000 people heard your ad this month. Like, what would you pay to be in front of 20,000 people on a you know a on a, a television program. I mean, you would never know that you were in front of twenty thousand people because those metrics just don't exist on TV. But um, uh, it's just it's such a nice thing to be able to guarantee a certain amount of listens and to be able to like pro- provide those analytics to to your clients or to your sponsors. No, it's it's uh, it's really awesome. And uh, 
Yeah, it, it's so fun too. The fact that um, you get to join this whole world, right, of of, of people who are, you know, it's kind of like we get to be early pioneers of radio, right, or early pioneers of kind of when television launched, right. It's like this new media format. It's getting more data. We're getting more accountability, which I think is also really cool as far as hey, what is it? Uh, what is the benefit to the advertisers, and how is it helping them? And um, and I think for us being a B two B show, we have a very niche audience, and the type of audience we have is very unique, and so. You know, we may not have the biggest show, uh, but we've got the right audience that certain uh, certain folks want, which is which is quite cool. And so then they're able to go to Red Circle and do a campaign with them, and and they have a whole person that handles that, which is really cool. So thank you, Brayden, for introducing us to the wide wild world of uh, of uh, Red Circle. And and fun fact, one of the co-founders, there's two mm -hmm. founders, um, went to school here in Langley, British Columbia. So. Uh, Went to school with my wife here at university. So it's kind of a neat, uh, you know, some <laughs> Canadian origins there. You went to school with your wife? Are you serious? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, because a common friend of ours, like a, a friend was like, hey, he wrote me when he goes, Darian, have you ever heard of Red Circle? And I, so I wrote him, I was like, yeah, we use Red Circle. He goes, yeah, I you know, he went to school with my wife, you know, your wife and I, and like, da -da -da. He goes, he's like, just making sure he's a friend of mine. He's got this little podcast host thing. I thought you should check it out. So. Um, <laughs> well, that's convenient. Small world, yeah. Small, small totally. world. Um, yeah. Brain, you ready for rapid fire? You feeling set? Yeah, yeah. Let's okay, do it. Up. Let's do this. Um, what was your first ever job? Uh, well, I grew up in a small town that had a lot of snow, and uh, they, the BC gas, as Fortis used to be called, had to hire people. Had to hire basically kids to shovel out the gas meters every spring so they could take their readings. And so that was, uh, I spent a, a spring break shoveling out gas meters for like 20 bucks an hour as like a 13 year old and bought my that first Motorola flip phone with that. That is awesome. And I love that you had a flip phone. Those things were like all the cool kids yeah. had them. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> night, night owl or early bird? I'm a night owl. Definitely. I am uh, a shell of a human being in the morning. Yeah. Cat or dog person? <laughs> Cat person for sure. I got a kitty. What was the first podcast that you ever recorded? Ooh, that I ever recorded? Uh definitely the Vancouver Real Estate Podcasts. There's these nice. I had I always had uh for years I had a foot one foot in audio and one foot in real estate. And um Matt and Adam Scalina on uh Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, yep. they were looking for help with their production on their podcast. And I was a realtor and is, I was like, I can m kind of marry my two passions, real estate and audio. Like, yeah, get me in there. And so, um, I didn't know how to do it, but I knew that I was good at audio stuff and I could probably pretty easily figure it out. And I, I had this thing, this nagging feeling in the back of my mind that said that this would be a skill that would come in handy one day. And, uh, yeah, fast forward like five years into the future, and this is my entire career now. So it was a good, Amazing. good decision. What was the first podcast you listened to? First one I listened to, I think, was um, aside from Matt and Adam's podcast. Like, I didn't even listen to podcasts when I first started working with them, but I think it was uh, um, it's probably S Town. Do you remember S Town? It was awesome. like, yeah, that was a story about a murder in some small town. And it was really, really well done. Like, I, yeah. if you haven't checked it out, I suggest going back and finding it because 
uh that i don't even know what the the guy is that that hosts it but he's such a good host and so yeah. so entertaining that's a good show have you uh have you watched murders in the building yet on apple t or on uh, apple tv or no disney it's on disney plus no it's a disney i have plus show with selena gomez um oh. and steve martin and martin short it's a it's a tv series about a podcast really it's very meta no i'll it's like check a TV it out show about podcast fans who create a podcast um, so there's not actually a podcast about it, but there's a TV series with three amazing stars. It's, it's totally worth it. Murders in the building. Got to check it out. Um, nice. There probably will be a podcast about it. I bet oh, yeah. one day. Oh, I don't think that's yeah. <laughs> oh, it's pretty meta. Um, dark or milk chocolate? Dark chocolate for sure. Yeah. Favorite word right now. My favorite word I think right now is integration you know i just love it's why i basically own all apple products i just like everything in my house and my like life to work together um so uh yeah i integration i would say i like that um last charity you supported financially or with your time and why i recently i've been i've been really like a lot of people really kind of caught up in following the Ukraine conflict. And so I recently have donated to, um, it's a company called Global Medic and it basically supports the medics um, over in Ukraine. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you can, I think it's through canadahelps.org if you want to go donate to them um, or just check out my Instagram profile, uh, Podfather Creative. And um, I've got a link to it on there as well. Right, and we'll put a uh, link in the... Uh podcast show notes as cool. well yeah um what's a movie that you just love you could watch over and over and over again uh i uh i haven't seen it in a little while but um definitely my favorite movie of all time uh is fear and loathing in las vegas i just i could watch that show there's so many good one-liners in there I mean, I don't do a lot of drugs, but I, I, uh, just Hunter S. Thompson, the way he, um, the way he writes and the way he, the kind of one-liners that Johnny Depp puts in there. Like it's, that's a great show. Yeah. Uh, app on your phone that you just can't live without. Right now I'd say Reddit. I yeah. am, uh, yeah, I, I, I got into Reddit in 2017 and yeah. for when I started to get into like crypto and stuff like that. And it's kind of become, I don't, I like it more than Facebook, Instagram, anything. Yeah. It's where yeah. I can get kind of, you know, news and be part of a community. It's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, favorite song or album on repeat right now? Oh man, I've been really crushing uh, BB No Money. Do you know that guy? He's like no, a kind of no. a rapper from Van. He's okay. he's a rapper from Vancouver that's like blown up in the past a little bit. And he's got okay. he's had this song called Edamami that's been out. and It's really blowing up right now. And okay. he's got a new one out called Mathematics. And those two songs are like, okay. uh, those are my jam. And anything we'll put, from we'll Charlie put the links to that in the show notes. That's that's awesome. It's great. Yeah. Um, OK. In another uh, we'll call it Marvel Universe. Uh, if you weren't doing this job, what would you be doing with your life? Oh, I'd definitely be a, uh, and this is still a goal for my future, is a uh, woodworker. I love just like building things out of wood. I've built like a, I actually built a studio table for my studio, but uh, then I, you know, spent 30 hours on it and then 
got it in here and it wasn't the right size so I sold it but I, I mean I love doing that stuff just sanding wood and staining it and cutting it and yeah that's good times that's definitely my future that's what I'm going to do when I retire it's awesome uh, favorite children's book uh i don't know if i can mention it on here uh <laughs> i don't uh, uh it's it, a book that it i can't the... read to my kids yeah is anymore it, is it the written by uh the, the dude the from the office that guy uh what's his name he wrote a... uh i'm not sure i'm not sure who writes it but Ryan, uh the intern wrote the character who played who he's a bj novak did a children's book which is quite hilarious oh a bit naughty i think so it's called go the fuck to sleep yeah, 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 yeah. BJ Novak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. BJ Novak. Yeah. Or no, it might I be someone so. else. Yeah, maybe that... someone else. Okay. But I think actually, I, I actually heard, there was an audio version of that by Samuel L. Jackson, which is pretty hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. so good. I used to read that to my daughter when she, you know, bef- obviously before she could speak. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just like a little bit of fun for me and a little bit of fun yeah. for her. But, you know, yeah. obviously once she starts learning words, it's yeah. kind of, uh, yeah. it's a no go. Yeah. Um, what's the best thing you ever bought for under ten dollars? Under ten dollars. Uh these guys right here, NFC tags. Um speaking of integration, I uh yeah. I started to get into like, you know, using NFC tags around my house for like like the first one I ever built was an iOS shortcut where I yeah. could I put one on my fence and when I walk up to my fence i uh just scan my apple watch and as i'm walking up the stairs to my door my door is unlocking and uh yeah you can just you can do whatever you want with like smart home devices or anything like that you can set it to like oh i'm going to bed i'm going to scan my phone or my watch and then all my lights turn off if you have smart lights like um it's really dorky but it's uh it's a lot of fun that is really cool that's really awesome um (laughs) What's the most important thing you've ever changed your mind about? Changed my mind about? Um, probably probably pivoting from, I, I, I used to want to be so badly, I wanted to be first like a, a guitar player and then, and then later on a music producer. And that was kind of the career path I was on until my podcast business started kind of taking over. And... I made a decision. I could have struggled through it and kind of, you know, forced myself to stick with music production, but I made a decision to completely pivot my career into podcasting. And I, I am so happy I did that. I mean, having a, it's a struggle as a music producer, you never know what your next month's income is going to look like. Um, Whereas, you know, podcasting is a very, it's a it's definitely a very viable career even as a business owner it's a um it's it's only growing there's lots of growth in the future of podcasting and uh that's probably the the best thing that i ever changed my mind about i'd say that's awesome uh business or marketing mm-hmm. book you'd recommend built to sell by uh john warlow um it's it's a concept that you know building a business that doesn't necessarily rely on you as a person is a concept that I never understood growing up and you know trying to run little businesses um and it really changed my mind and opened my eyes up to like building a business that is actually has the potential to scale and grow so yeah built yeah. to sell that's awesome 
uh, newsletter website you go for resources and inspiration, maybe outside of Reddit, or maybe Reddit's it because Reddit has everything. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, Reddit. That's pretty much where I go. Um, it's, I mean, you can't always trust the news you get from Reddit, but at least you can read it and you can decide on your own and you can have a good laugh because there's people are just hilarious on there. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, life hack you'd be willing to share. You already gave one the NFT idea. That was brilliant, by the way. Yeah, the uh, smart, de- yeah, definitely smart devices coupled with yeah. uh, NFC tags. You know, you can run your whole life from tapping on things. Yeah, NFC, not NFT. House. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> NFT, something <laughs> not a to be different. Confused. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, Brain, where can people find you? We're going to get a hold of you. Uh, they want to get a quote, they want to work with you. Um, anyone who asks me for help on podcasting, I send them to you anyways. But if people want to go to you direct instead of through me, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, best way is just sending me, I mean, sending me an email, Brayden, B-R-A-Y-D-E-N at podfathercreative.com. Or you can give me a shout, 604-328-9940. Or you can find me on Instagram, uh, which is at podfathercreative. Uh, just don't, uh, I'm on Twitter, but don't send me a tweet because uh, I just don't use it. Yeah. What about pager? You got a pager number or a fax number? Pager number. No, I should do that. My mom still has a, uh, like an online fax number. You know, you can get like an online fax number that'll send an email to you. Really? I want one of those. (laughs) Can I get your mom down? Yeah. You can just Google like fax to email. It's just like a service that somebody can send a a fax to and it just sends it to you as an email. It's awesome. And I want to actually put a fax and I can have a fax number on our website because then I'm a true business. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Right? A true business in the 1980s. Yes, Yes, right? I need to do that. And then I get a pager. See if I can get a pager number. Uh, But that's basically just like (laughs) texting though. SMS is basically texting. And then a carrier pigeon. Be like, if you have a carrier pigeon... Yeah, this is is the times when our windows are open to send in your pigeon. Then you can send messages back and forth to Mike Mike Tyson, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Brayden, thank you for being here. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's such a pleasure. Um, you have uh, really elevated our thinking processes and uh, how we put out our podcast. And, and it's, yeah, we, we love working with you. So really appreciate you. Yeah, likewise. I'm uh, happy to be a part of it. It's, uh, yeah, my, my relationship with you guys has definitely um, opened my eyes to, you know, the world of marketing and, and in general and, uh, and also expanded my knowledge, my personal knowledge of podcasting. So uh, I appreciate every, uh, every conversation I have with you guys. It's awesome. Well, thanks everyone for joining us uh, this week on Marketing News Canada. And we'll see you next time on the show. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.